Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam-Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavey.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram, at jakeadamdavey. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive in with today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast, and this is episode 107. And I am super excited today. Uh, we have a guest on, and I am very excited to introduce Ambila Nath. Now, Ambila is known by her clients as the girl next door of spirituality. We're going to dive into that in just a few moments. Um, Ambila is a serial entrepreneur, she's a certified coach, spiritual teacher a paid international speaker and an avid follower of her passions. Uh, with a corporate background in management consulting, Ambila is far from your stereotypical spiritual coach. And we'll talk about that as well, because I'm, I'm, there definitely seems a bit of a disconnect, but uh, I'm sure that there isn't. Um, and go from six-figure corporate job to having a spiritual lifestyle business. She knows that the greatest journey you can take is the one to build a relationship with yourself. Life isn't complicated we are. I could not agree more. So whether you are striving to find your life path, wanting to gain self-confidence, to just be you, seeking direction in a new career or business, or just looking for love or to understand your existing relationship, whatever or wherever your focus may be, then Ambila can help you. The key to manifesting the life you dream of is knowing who you are. And Ambila helps you create clarity, balance, and purpose in your life and takes away the fear and stress that you will not get the life that you deserve or dream of. So let's take a look at this. Let's dive in. Ambila's worked with clients for over two decades now, uh, helping them to achieve the life that they want. Ambila, what an introduction. Welcome to the show. Wow. Thanks for reading the essay. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I, I, I've read it a couple of times before we before we dive on the call. Um, there's so many things even in there that I want to talk about. So it's 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 I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to have you with us. Genuinely, thanks so much for joining. Um, where where in the world are you, Abila? Where are you Where are you joining us from? I'm in the south of England, a place called Brighton, and I'm so fortunate to be by the sea. So and today we're very fortunate that it's a sunny day. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, extremely jealous that you are down in Brighton, firstly, because it's a great part of the of the world, but also being by the sea uh, is is lovely. Not, we don't quite get that up in Manchester, unfortunately, but uh, uh, a, a fabulous place to live. So 
let's dive in. Uh, we're going to go very, very, very uh, unusual place to start, but why not? Uh, this this allows us to open up all different kinds of avenues. Uh, Ambila, room, desk, and car. Which of those three do you clean first, and why? Well, actually, funnily, you should ask that question because I clean them in exactly. Well, no, it would be desk first. Okay. Um, only because being in a city, I live in a, a flat, an apartment, as some people might call it. So yeah. in, in that case, I don't actually have a designated room that I can set up a proper office space. So I kind of have my living room as my office space. So it's always my desk because that also gets packed away at the end of the week. And then it would be the room because if my room or place of work is not decluttered I'm, I won't say I'm OCD in cleaning but I need it to be um, organized yeah. so if it's not then I kind of find I get distracted and I don't work and then my car would be the last place probably because I tend not to use it as much as being in a city as I you know normally did sure yeah absolutely absolutely so I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I, I don't think I've actually shared this before but it's worth sharing um for people that are listening, I, I normally invite our guests to ask the first question or, or suggest the question that, that we're going to ask them first, which is probably why for people that listen regularly, um, you, you'll see that we kind of jump and dive all over the place with with different reference points and starting points. Um, so I've got to ask, what, uh, Abila, why, why, why start there and where could that lead to, do you think? Well, the reason I chose that question is because I wanted firstly to break the ice because I think as being coaches and doing podcasts and stuff like that we tend to dive straight into the deep end and I just kind of wanted to make it a bit more lighthearted, but also to show people that there's a comical side of me as well (laughs) so um, I don't take a lot of life very seriously unless you know it's need be and where can that lead to well it can lead to a lot of places because one it kind of gives people an insight on how I work how my mind works and secondly um, how I work and basically where I live and how my home is so it kind of gives a lot of hidden messages without actually giving them in detail absolutely absolutely Um, the girl next door of spirituality tell me a little bit about your journey with spirituality I'm I'm increasingly learning I feel that I'm maybe not learning more about it, but increasingly self-aware and, and, and more aware of um, the different elements of spirituality. So I'd love to know how your journey started and how that's brought you to where you are now. Good question. Um, my journey started probably when I was a teenager. I've always been interested in tarot reading, psychic and stuff. And had somebody told me when I was a child that I would be one of those people I probably would have laughed at them. Um, my background, as you, your intro, wonderful introduction said, is from management consulting. So I came from a very corporate background. Most of my family is still very corporate. And so my upbringing was the norm of college, university, corporate job. And within that time, I um, ended up because I moved to Brighton, which was a place where I didn't know anybody, didn't you know, really have any friends and stuff. 
and I got introduced to, um, well, well, I didn't get introduced, I went to have a tarot reading, and the yeah. person who did my reading said that she was going to start these evening workshops, so of, you know, teaching people how to open up to their intuition, psychic abilities, all of that, and being new to the area and kind of being interested in it, I thought this was a good way of meeting new people, getting myself out. So that's kind of how my spiritual journey started with my exploration of it. But yeah. in the sense of the curiosity, that's always been a part of me. And we kind of, over a period of three years, she taught me every avenue of psychic abilities that you could touch on, energy to mediumship to crystals to dowsing to you know so many other things that I've forgotten about but she left it very open to whatever attracted us and whatever we were drawn to and I was drawn to tarot reading and I had qualified as an energy healer but never practiced but in tuning into opening my intuition that kind of just enhanced my energy healing abilities as well so that's basically where the spiritual part came in, but the corporate part was always running parallel with that. Right. But the two, yeah, never kind of met for okay. a long time. I'm fascinated because did, did you feel then, uh, did you feel that a sense of, that you had that kind of intuition, intuition and from, is that what drew you initially to the sessions or was it only once you'd been there that, that you, maybe somebody had pointed that out in you or is it something that you always felt and how I, I, I so many questions already uh, forgive me but I, I, but again I, and how do you know how do you actually know as, as well so two, two double barrel question now the first is what drew you to or and and uh, where did that initial feeling that you may have the intuition come from and and how do you how do you know um how did I know well how I was drawn into it, as I said, was just literally using my logical head. I wanted to meet people. It was something I was interested in. Why not? I never kind of thought of a future or anything beyond the immediate. Um, how did I tune in and know regarding my intuition? I think if you were to talk to the people who have always known me from college, uni, that, that kind of thing, they will always say that there's a part of me which they put down to luck but I okay. think it's probably intuition where I would always end up and even to this day a friend of mine will say you're the only person I know that will go to the sales go to the sales rack pulls out the most amazing you know item whatever take it to the sales till and then all of a sudden they'll say oh yeah there's a reduction and it's a penny and I do the same <laughs> thing and I take it and they say, oh, yeah, sorry, it was a full price item in the wrong aisle. So she goes, I just don't get how it always works for you. So if you want to call it. that intuition, um, I think that ability has always been in me. But until I actually started, as I said, working with this person and doing these workshops, it wasn't, I think it was more the trust and belief rather than being told that I'm intuitive. Yeah. I think it, it took me a longer time to trust um, the information I was getting and, you know, what to do with it. And I forget your second double barrel question. What was that? Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, forgive me. That's uh, that my my bad for, for sending too many questions over at the same time. Um, but it, it, that that was it. It's it's how do you how do you know how do, do you that, well obviously you do know because it's something that you furthered and as you say honed with with training with coaching with support. Um, but how do how do you know that you have this this gift if you like? Well, if you were going to ask me that question, but relate it to other people, how would they know? Um, then I would basically say we all know it. We all call it different things. We call it our gut feeling or we call it our intuition or we call it universal message. You know, whatever deep end you want to take it at, it's all the same thing. And the best way to describe it, which I know a lot of people I would probably say 99.9% .9 of the people will can relate to is when you go in looking for a property, whether you're buying or whether you're going to be renting, you can see about 600 same, you know, bedroom situations, whatever, whatever. But you walk into that one place and it could have the smallest bedrooms. It could be in the neighborhood. You're not 100% liking, but hey, it you know ticks the boxes, but it just feels right. Yeah. That is intuition that is something within you that just makes it that this is right for you and that's basically what intuition is it's a feeling it's a guidance it's kind of your inner sat nav so it's your inner sat nav if you're open to it and you've actually tuned it in that's telling you whether something is right or if it's giving you a warning that you shouldn't be going down this path yeah yeah okay i understand fully and so, so from from going to the the, the classes, getting um, getting trained, getting supported, starting to work with clients, what's wh where do you feel is the major area that you that you could kind of shine, and 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 how does that then impact on other people? Um, the major area where I shine is just being me and doing what I do. So I. Um, as you've said, I'm a coach, but I'm also a tarot reader and energy healer. And I incorporate all three of those within my coaching program, but I also offer the latter two as individual services. And in terms of where I shine, I think my clients basically say it best. It's that when whatever session they're having with me, whether it's a coaching, tarot reading or a healing session, they've all said to me, it feels like I'm talking to my best friend or I'm with my best friend and the way I tune into them. Again, I always say that I'm just a receiver. I'm a radio. So I don't kind of take full credit for knowing what's you know, going to come and how I can help. But I trust. I trust that whoever comes to me has come for a reason and they either need a message or they need healing that can help them in their life. So... I suppose that's the best way I can shine, but I kind of, I'm probably shy when it comes to speaking out about myself and, you know, putting myself on a shine or pedestal or stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I do what I feel is needed to help my clients and anybody who comes to me. I love that. I love that. And so I I, I find that, as I said, find that the, the and this, the whole spirituality side fascinating um tarot cards uh, take that one example which is um i have limited knowledge in um but, but when you're 
do you if I even before we go there maybe take a step back do, do, do you um find that you actively engage or have uh, guidance for or messages for if that's the, the right phrase um only people that you're directly interacting that perhaps come to you or do you ever have you ever been in an environment for example where maybe you've been uh say you, you didn't mix it with corporate or uh but maybe you've been in this environment or an event with people or with friends or with family where suddenly something's just kind of struck you that you need to share with somebody close by. Has that ever happened before? Have you, have you encountered something like that? And how is, if you have, how has that been received? Um, yes. To answer that question, um, because I've been doing it for a number of years you learn to one protect yourself and that translated into other words basically means you learn to switch off so right. on a normal basis even as i'm talking to you although things are kind of beginning to open up and stuff um i'm not actually switched on to you know that ability or receiving messages or whatever but if i am around somebody and it has even happened while i've been doing podcasts with people that if there's information or something that needs to come through or be heard, then it's phrased in such a way that it feels conversational as opposed to I have a message for you and this is what's come through. Because right. it's not like the um, mediumship where you know, you've know you seen it on TV and they say, oh yes, somebody's coming through and I can see <laughs> yeah. you know, such yeah. and such and a message is coming for you. We don't kind of, or rather I don't kind of take on that persona so um but on with a tarot reading then of course you, you know what you're going to get because you're there for the guidance so you know that that's what you're going to be hearing but for having a random conversation with someone if something was to come through that they needed to know about one thing i don't hide what i do to people so nobody is overly surprised but if i am with somebody who's not open to it then I will definitely phrase it in a way that is more becoming yeah. rather than yeah. go, I'm a tarot reader and you need to listen to this, but I would probably put it in a coaching guidance because I think mm. they would be more open to that because it's mindset related rather than spiritual related. So I kind of pass the message on according to my audience. I fully understand. Yeah, I fully understand. And that, that of course is a, is a natural part of relationships generally, which trans, you know translates, of course, into business um, as as well. And and who are the major type of people that benefit from? Well, again, sorry, I'm, I'm throwing all the double barrel questions at you, but I, I, <laughs> this is just how my mind works. And, and it's, I, 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 you can tell, I'm fascinated by it. I, I really am. So, two uh, two questions then. Um, apologies that this oh, this seems to be all coming in pairs. Um, but two two questions um, are: Who are the like the the, the the people that benefit the most from this um, that you potentially work with or that you exi uh, already work with? And uh, to add on to that, when these people come to work with you, do they generally have things in common that they are either stuck with or struggling with or challenged by? Do you see recurring themes there as well? Okay, so your double barrel kind of combines in the answer because the kind of people who come are the kind of people who have the similar problems and they tend to be people who um, 
are either just wanting to build confidence in themselves and get to know who they are in themselves, or they're startup business owners who are looking for direction and clarity with regards to their business or a new business idea that they might want to be cultivating. And the underlying thing, even though that may be the gateways that they come into me, as coaches, we all know that the underlying is always relating to themselves and knowing more about themselves and learning more about what it is that's blocking them from achieving whatever it is that they want, um, helping them to understand the relationship they have with themselves, forget about any partners, business partners, or anybody subsequent, because it's all about the foundation with yourself. So those would be the kinds of people I tend to attract a lot of. Yes. Those are the key reasons they would come to me. That that makes perfect sense. And uh, from from there, so I I relate this a little bit to the the coaching that I do with clients when they come and work with us building their, their, their brand with Instagram. Quite often they are in the startup phase or they have an existing business and they want to take it to the next level. But one of the the challenges that that, that I I tend to see is almost a a slight misalignment with, um, and I I probably put myself in this category as well to to an extent when I was getting started and and still, you know, to to a degree, but a a misalignment perhaps with where people's strengths are and their values are and the things that they really enjoy and get, Uh, a lot of um, enjoyment from and and worth from as well, self-worth from um, versus trying to maybe follow a pattern or a system or a process, which they know has worked for somebody else. And it's almost, I'm going to try and follow this process or system because I know that it works, but there's maybe that internal struggle, whether people realize it or not of, but actually that doesn't quite suit my personality or I need to adapt slightly to, uh, to make this work. I don't know if I've just thrown things out there or if that, if that actually makes sense, but does that kind of connect with what, what how, how people may be when they come to you or is that one, one element that you might find as well? Yeah, no, I think 100%. And even as being a coach for the number of years that I have been, this has been an ongoing thing. Um, it's been an ongoing pattern because I think when we reach certain decades of our lives that we've been conditioned that, you know, in our 20s, it's all about, achieving a career or finding that foundation within your business or career, establishing that. Your 30s is all about finding a partner, having kids, establishing the family. 40s, you're basically starting to think about retirement. And so it's kind of like we, we, we come with this pre-package of what we've got to be accomplishing you know, within those goals within our decades. And if we end up missing or overlapping, then all of a sudden panic buttons start to happen because we start to feel we're failing in life even before we've started. And a lot of my clients come with that mindset of trying to fit into the preconceived ideas of, and then that interlinks with their own self-worth of what they should have accomplished by when. And successful and I'm sure you know you have it with your clients as well success is viewed of course um, in line with how much money you're making and not the quality of life that you're living so with regards to that there's the 
because there's a spiritual element in what I do, I'm helping them to align their energy with that so that they have that balance of knowing rather than constantly considering themselves to be a failure in every step, they're actually growing in every step. So there's a lot of healing involved as well. I don't just mean the energy healing, but in terms of self-care healing, in terms of the growth in their confidence, but also their self-worth, because that is a healing in itself. So, yeah, so there's different stages of what they go through. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, thank you for that as well. That's, that's, that very much makes sense. And I can understand those, as you say, those kind of phases of life as people move through their 20s, 30s, 40s and beyond. Um, what, what uh, certainly that something from, from my perception, from the time that we've spoken and obviously we've, we've had conversations prior to, to recording this episode today, um, but when we have spoken and, and even now, it's, it's clear that well, or it, it comes across to me that when you speak, you're very calm, uh, you know, very, um, everything's very, very clearly delivered and, and well thought through as you deliver it. The environment, we, we, you know, we talked about this just before we hit the record button, you know, you're down in, in Brighton, uh, beautiful location. It's, it's very calm, it's very peaceful, it's very quiet. Um, how much of a factor are all these things that you've set out in your environment how much of, a, of an impact, even the first question, you know, where we started, but how much of an impact do these things have on you being able to do what, what you do effectively? And equally for, for other people as well, how much of an impact do you find that has? And do you see great contrasts when you work with clients in the environment, their, their approach to the calls and the conversations and the sessions that they do with you? I anticipate that you probably see a whole range of that. And how does that generally affect the results that you're able to to get with people? Well, firstly, thank you so much for the wonderful compliment. Um, Secondly, my God, do you know Brighton at all? This is the party (laughs) season of the South. That is true. That is true. Well, it's, I mean, mean, yeah, with the the coast and the, the seagulls, it sounds very, very tranquil at the moment. Well, yeah, that's because we're just coming out of COVID. So Party City hasn't, you know, gone into full swing yet. <laughs> um, okay, so to answer all of your questions, um, I am fortunate that, yes, I live in Brighton, but I live in the end of Brighton, which is more residential. So we do get Party City because I'm right in the central part of it and um, actually not that far away from Brighton itself, only 10 minutes. So, but I do, because of the sea, there is a lot of calmness, but again, my home and the environment I'm in, if anybody was to see it, you would think I'm in the suburbs or you know somewhere out, but literally two minutes down the road, I'm right in the center of everything, the cafes, the restaurants, stuff. So in terms of, my God, there's bells going as well. Um, so, <laughs> so in terms of what you asked, does the environment I, I'm in have an impact on me and my energy? Not really. I mean, a lot of people who have always known me have said that I, um, I've always been calm. I don't know why, because I kind of feel they don't really know me. I think I must be a swan. Um, <laughs> Because I kind of feel I'm not, but, you know, especially with what life has thrown at me. 
but I think it's been a multitude of life experiences and things that I've been through and being a coach yourself you're constantly working on yourself it's something you never stop doing especially if you have that passion for it because I'm constantly wanting to grow explore know more about me my environment and other contributing factors so um I have been nicknamed that I tend to be the such a calm person that anybody around me, you know, virtually falls asleep, which is, I don't know, a compliment or a, you know, <laughs> something else. <laughs> so nice to say that my clients have had not had that effect yet, unless of course they're going through energy healing, in which case they have fallen asleep. Um, but no, roundabout way, no, I don't think anything around me has an immediate or direct correlation with each other. I think it's just the way I've ended up. I ended up in Brighton completely randomly. Anybody who's actually read my story, heard any other podcast will know that I'm an Asian woman who literally walked out on her family because to gain my own independence and stuff, um, I had to do that. So I ended up in Brighton quite randomly, didn't know a soul, didn't know where I was going and established my roots here. So definitely not a thought out process on that level. I think it's just been what I've cultivated. I think it's been what I've been open to and I've just allowed it to kind of come into my life. So I don't know if that answers your questions. Yeah, no, I, that's, um, no, it, it certainly does. It certainly does. And thank you for uh, sharing a little bit more about how you ultimately ended up in Brighton as well, um, and I, 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 I think that that in itself, um, I, I, if you don't, if, I mean, if you're happy to share a little bit more about that, but I think that that paints a, a, a clearer picture about how you've ended up doing what you do today and now. You know, it, it's it's quite an incredible story um, to then be in a position where you're out helping other people and serving other people from. Um, what, what sounds like, obviously, I, I don't know, but what sounds like it was quite a, 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 um, a challenging situation that you have since set out on your own and now, as you say, set up on your own in, in Brighton as well. Would you, would you be open to sharing a little bit more about that and how that's impacted on more where than, you are today? More than happy. Honestly, my Thank whole you. life story is over the internet, so nothing is off the table. Um, I must also say to all the listeners that I have healed all the relationships with my family so much stronger, so much better. We are just so much more loving, healthier, stronger, um, closer as a result of that, but so many other challenges we've been through together. So I should just outline that, but yes, but when it happened, I was in a um, phase of my life where at that time, the thinking and generation that was previous was very much about women had certain roles and women's roles were second to men, you know, housewives, whatever. <clears throat> and the fact that I grew up way ahead of um, my generation, where I was a successful business person, I was a successful career woman, and that was shunned upon because I should have been concentrating on being a wife, being a um, mother, you know, daughter-in-law, you name it, everything but a success. 
And I just wanted to have my own voice, not a voice that would be abusive or anything, but just to be the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And when I started feeling that that was getting more and more and more constraint and my voice was getting more and more um, smaller, luckily I had just started studying coaching and that helped me to have the confidence to leave my family and move away and then start my own journey, which, you know, so many years on, I'm still on, but in a healthier place. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I genuinely appreciate you uh, being being so open about that. And I think that no that worries will... at all. No, I I I do feel that that. Um, so, I mean, certainly not to the same de- degree, but a lot of the um, clients that we work with with Instagalactic generally are female, um, usually between 30 and uh, 55 or so. I think we, we may have talked about this previously as well, uh, yeah. I'm being a, 30 to 55. And it generally tends to be, and I think this is why I personally find it so exciting, but it, it tends to be people that either have children or uh, have uh, maybe slightly older children and um, where they have been looking after their children or been in the family or maybe had a bit of a part-time business uh, but the family has come first suddenly they're in a position now where either if their children have grown up or they've left home they've got a lot more time on their hands a lot more freedom and, and flexibility and it it seems to be the thing that they really want to do now for themselves um and set their own business so online of course is is very very attractive because it's low setup fees but access the world um it's been the only way we can really run a business in the past uh, 18 months or so um, so it tends to attract that that type of voice but that just seems to be something that that I've noticed certainly with clients that we work with is that suddenly there's there's this little bit of freedom a little bit of opportunity that's opened up and now a lot of people that we work with they really want to further their own business and career and I'd say 80% of them tend to be tend to be women that we're working with as well and I think maybe part of that a big part of that might be the platform uh, the fact that it's Instagram um, but I, I could definitely resonate with that and, and see quite a bit with our client that our clients as well which I think uh, is interesting as well I'm not sure if you've got any any thoughts on that no I'd completely agree with what you've said and I think um, COVID has just helped to accelerate that but it gives us so much more freedom and in an Instagram is what less than 10 years old so if you think about the evolvement in terms of business and the amount of people, you know, gaining um, traction, that's, you know, increased so much. But also it's the fact that the Internet now has so much more facilities. There's so many other people out there teaching other people how to be in business because they've learned through their own mistakes. I mean, when I started out in business, I knew zero because I came from a corporate background. So, okay, I knew 5%, but I came from a corporate background. So a lot of everything I've had to learn has been through mistakes and hopefully finding somebody who would share. And back in the day, you were competition. You weren't somebody, somebody was going to, like you and I are now doing, share our knowledge to help further somebody else. Um, But now those facilities are so much more available. And I think it makes it so much easier for women to tap into that. But also, if they do still have small children, whatever, it gives them the flexibility of hours and controlling when they work, how they work, and who they work with. 
So now I'd completely agree with what you've said, Jake. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Thank you. Um, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very exciting time, I think. Or, uh, I hope I know there's there's certainly a lot of anxiety and fear still in the world um, from on the back of COVID. I say on the back of. Um, we don't know what's lying ahead yet, but it equally feels like an exciting time because we've had to change. We've had to embrace how we do business and it has opened so many things up to, to other people uh, or to people who perhaps wouldn't have, have had those opportunities previously. Um, tell me a little bit, a little bit more then about the experience that people would get when they, when they, they work with you. What, what we, we talked a little bit about what the challenges are that people tend to have when they, they encounter you when they come and start working with you and such but what do they end up with if if somebody's been working with you through one of your programs or your your coaching your courses where do they end up and where do you want to get them to or hope to that they will will be by the end of their journey working with you well ultimately the goal is to get them to their um i was going to say dream life but then that's so general but so I've had clients who come to me because they've you know, got to start a business or in business, but don't have the clarity with regards to how to take that to the next level. So the end goal for them would be very much having that clarity, very much having the tools to keep on taking them forward. So it's not just while they're working with me, but I'm equipping them with tools that they can further themselves even after working with me. Um, and somebody who's just there for a general in terms of building their confidence in re having a voice to, you know, other people in their life and stuff. It's knowing that, again, they have the tools when they leave me to carry on that journey, to keep on building on that confidence, but knowing how they can tap into those things when they need them. But again, having that raised confidence in doing you know whatever it is that they want to accomplish in their life yeah so that's the thing with coaching you're never left with not having tools you're never left with not having reference points that you can always go back to should you kind of a month two months down the line you know sense that you're still struggling with something then hopefully you'll look at your notes from past because you go through exercises you go through workbooks and those are things that you get to keep as part of the program. So there's always information you can tap into. Uh, yeah, I, I I love that, and it's it 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 it, it almost answers my my next question. Uh, if it does answer my next question, really, my next question was going to be, why do you what why do you feel most? And I say most people. Um, but the objection to coaching that people tend to have that I personally have found is why do I need a coach? What, what, what do I, what do I get at the end of it kind of thing, which sometimes it, for some people, it can be um, a little bit intangible um, in a way, but how do you, how do you, or do you, do you overcome that objection when people say, why do I need a coach or why do I need to work with you? Or do you actually just say, do you identify perhaps that response as somebody's actually not ready to work with me and maybe they need to go, you know, they, they, they need to uncover a few other things in their life before they are ready to work with a coach? What's your take on that? Well, twofold. Um, one would be that a lot of the clients that I end up getting 
and I'm sure it's similar with you. There'll be people who have followed me for a number of months, a number of years. They're getting to know how I work, my voice, what I say. Um, but also, as I said, I do tarot readings and energy healing as individual services. So again, those are people who have worked with me um, for a number of years, number of months. So when the, somebody becomes a client, it's very rare that I'm going to get a client who, apart from if it's a tarot reading or energy healing, but in terms of coaching, who's, um, who doesn't know what I do and how I do it. So therefore, um, transitioning, it's not a cold sell. I'm, I'm not, I naturally am not a salesperson. I don't like having to call somebody up and sell, you know, something. But if I sense that somebody could do with coaching on having a conversation with me, rather than a tarot reading, then there'll be something that I will offer them. And if they say yes, no, if they say yes, great. If they say no, then I don't hound them. I just basically say to them, join my mailing list, follow me on social media. Anytime you kind of have more questions, I'm always here for you. Um, because I trust my intuition and I also trust that if they are meant to work with me, they will work with me, else they will go elsewhere because there's plenty of other coaches who do what I do in a different way. So if I'm not meant to help somebody, then I think I've learned because I remember when I first started in coaching, it was out of, I was desperate to make clients. I was desperate to make money because that's the way you were conditioned. So for me, it would be very much about, oh my God, I need to get sales. I need to get people. And I'd come with this needy energy. And subsequently I attracted those needy clients, you know, who wouldn't pay me, who would haggle, who would basically um, not do the work. You know, I had the most amount of challenges with them. But as I got more and more confident in realizing actually it's not all about the client, but it's also do I want to work with them? It's a two way thing. Then it kind of gave me that balance of choice. So I say to my clients that, yes, we have a initial um, informal chat, but it's more about you getting to know me and me getting to know you and me sensing whether you're ready to work with me or subsequently I can recommend other people that they can go to. So I'm not, I'm not adverse to that. They have to work with me if I feel it's not going to be right for them. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Thank you. Um, who, I'm going to dive into a couple of what we call, uh, what I say, what we would class as our quick fire questions. They don't necessarily have to be quick fire answers um, at all, uh, Ambila, but just a, a couple of questions that I generally ask guests that, that come on the show. Um, do you have a particular daily practice, more, maybe a morning routine, evening routine, um, perhaps even something a bit unusual that other people might feel is a little bit strange um, that, that sets you up for the day or before you, before you go to bed or in the middle of the day that you, that you just couldn't live without? That question, I need to be asked on a daily basis because it changes daily. But no, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it changes daily. But what I would say is I, I go through phases and I, I go with according to where my energy is. So, so currently what my daily practice and well, one daily practice is never changed. And that is I listen to positive podcasts. 
you know, whether I'm cooking, cleaning, you know, whatever I might be doing in the background, gardening, whatever, I have it playing in the background. But that's not, um, as I said, completely out there. Completely out there would be that I now do um, kitchen discos. So that helps to boost my energy, but also to help ground me. And especially if I've either been doing a tarot reading, energy healing, or had a heavy day at work, then blaring some music and just, you know, dancing around my house, doing whatever I'm doing, then yeah, that's a good thing. So yeah, so I would highly recommend that. Uh, the kitchen disco. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Come on, talk, talk me through. So how do you how do you prepare for the kitchen disco? Or how, um, how could other people prepare for it? Uh, okay. what, what, what does it look like? Oh, very easy. As I said, I live in a city, so I am limited, well, not that limited, but I am limited in comparison to houses space-wise. So my kitchen is open plan right, right into my living room and stuff. I would love to have a disco ball that just comes down. But having said that, I'm just looking up and I've got um, crystals hanging from um, my ceiling. So that, I suppose, could be my disco ball. So really easy, put on the... I've got a playlist of high energy music that I that makes me dance instantly. So make sure you have a playlist of that because that will become your go-to playlist because any kind of music that raises your energy helps to raise your vibration, but also tunes into your mindset and changes that. So if you are feeling down, if you are feeling tired or if you're feeling a little lacking of sorts just being able to shift your energy um, is a great thing and if you're not a great dancer kitchen disco is amazing because you don't have to be it's more about moving your body moving it in any which way you want you know I don't I'm not a ballroom dancer but when it's my own kitchen who cares so it's very much about really simple have your playlist of your go-to, you know, dance songs. And then all you need to do is anytime you fancy boogieing, and this is a great alternative to, if you're not in the mood for exercising one day, um, have the music blaring and then just do whatever you want to do, dance away. And there's no there time is, limit. I love it. There's, there is something quite, quite incredible about putting your music on really loud and just being able to dance around when nobody else can see right yes, exactly. <laughs> i love yeah. it i can Im i can imagine there'll be kiss kitchen discos all over the country well all over the world because this well, goes everywhere let me know um, if you have one yeah. photos <laughs> <laughs> i love it i can imagine from after after this there'll be kitchen discos all over the place um <laughs> i love it who um i, I mean like, who uh, has been uh, a would you say has had the, the most significant impact on where you are today? And that, just to pre-frame that, that could be somebody close to you, it could be family, it could be friends, or it could be somebody distant, distant. it could be somebody that say you've never met, but you've, you've studied them online or through books and such. But who do you feel has had the biggest impact on, on where you are today? God, that is a good question. And as you were asking, there were so many names and faces I was seeing and some of them are known worldwide because there'd be people like Tony Robbins, um, Brendan Barshard, um, 
Robin Sharma, you know, all of the top coaches, yeah. because they're, they're inspirational, they have so much knowledge and everything that I've been constantly following throughout my lifetime. But also because of the journeys that I've shared or gone through within my life, there are so many of my amazing friends and network and support systems around me who have lifted me up when I've been low, who have been there for me, my motivators, um, people I've laughed with, you know, cried with, you know, so many other things. So I would definitely say there's a bag full, but I couldn't say anything specific because they all sit within the same um, level for me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push you though. Just, just if, if there was, if there was one person, I know I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here a bit, but if there was one particular person. Okay. One particular person, then I would definitely say who's always consistent in my life. And that is Tony Robbins. Yeah. Because I listen to him so much and his motivation and the gems he shares and stuff. So yeah, I would definitely say he's my top. I, I, I agree. He's definitely up there for me. He was one of the first people I was ever introduced to when I started online. So um, I, I think there'll be a lot of people nodding as they listen to this as well um, with, uh, with, with, with Tony Robbins. Um, is, is there a particular if, uh, book that you recommend people read or that you have as a favourite that you come back to or if you're in conversation with people, you, that just something that comes to mind that you 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 particularly like and that uh, that you'd like to share okay being spiritual and this is not me um getting out of the question but i have a number of books and i probably haven't touched a book in over two years um because at the moment i've gone into listening to podcast and audio because it's more convenient for my life um yeah, yeah. But if I was to go back, what I would basically say to people is that whatever book you're reading, look into the message that you're being guided to receive, whether that's listening to a podcast or whether that's actually reading something, because you can get that from a blog, you can get that from an actual book on your bookshelf or Kindle or, you know, whatever. But the reason why people read books is because they're looking for something. They're wanting to gain something from it. Um, and the essence of that is being open to receive the message. Because now that I've become more intuitive and more spiritual and stuff, I've realized that actually, if I'm picking up a book, there's a reason why I'm picking up that book. And if I'm really open to it, I will find the answer that I need from that book, because it could be a paragraph, page or chapter that you're reading, and it will just resonate. It will just resonate for what you need to do right now, or what you need to do in you know, the coming months or days or whatever. So all I would say to the readers is it really doesn't matter what books I'm reading, but be mindful of what you're reading and the messages you want to get from it. Wow, I like that a lot. Um... <laughs> No, I really do, because immediately what you've just described, that kind of takes me back to, well, beyond books, but it takes me back to books I'm reading at the moment. Um, it, it, uh, it, it makes me think of uh, like YouTube videos I've been watching. I was on a, a training course this weekend, just gone with um, somebody called Dr. John D. Martini uh, from, from The Secret. Um, mm -hmm. And 
Uh, are you familiar with with him? I am. Familiar with that name? Yeah. Yes, I oh, am. Oh, fantastic! Um, and straight away, my mind then goes to what I was searching out for as I read this book, as I watched this video, as I joined this event, um, and that totally makes sense. Um, so I, I I really like that, and it almost it almost allows you to know what you're looking for before you even pick the book up. <laughs> but sometimes you don't need to know because sometimes it's, I can be going for a walk and listen to a podcast and there'll be a certain sentence or, you know, question or something that will be mentioned. And I'm like, oh, that's what I, you know, wanted to know about or hear about. So you don't have to consciously pick up the book for, you know, knowing the question. Sometimes it's because you've had that question going around in your head for you know x number of whatever and then all of a sudden you find the answer to it so yeah so it's just being more mindful of that yeah i like that and and it, i again further that with with what you've just said which is you could almost read you could read the same book every year for five mm. years for example and take something different from it each time depending exactly. on where you are and what you're looking for at that time um yeah, I like that a lot. Brilliant. Thank you. That's that that might be one of my favorite answers to that question ever. Uh, Thank I'm definitely you. definitely putting it up there for sure. Um, if there was one message, one phrase, one quote, one saying that you could share with the masses, with the world, um, even beyond the the, uh, the the avid fans of the Influence podcast. Uh, but if there was one kind of message that you could get out there for everybody, what would it be? Or what would it say? It's actually a quote from Oprah, which at the moment is resonating a lot with me. And it's a wonderful thing where she says, and I'm paraphrasing, but um, it's all you need to do is know your next right move. So you don't need to know what you're going to be doing at nine o'clock this evening or tomorrow morning or, you know, the next day. But what's your next right move that you need to do for your own life, for your business, for anything else that may be happening for you? And then that makes life challenges a lot more bearable and easier to, to walk. I, I like that a lot. Thank you for sharing that. I will. I'm going to I'm going to check that out myself as well i'm 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 really enjoying this by the way you could probably tell i'm loving it um, <laughs> straight away i think, I think, I think we're going to be having more conversations and maybe not podcast related absolutely yeah absolutely uh, but i i genuinely i find it fascinating that's why obviously a big part of why i was keen to bring you on um but i yeah greatly appreciate you sharing that that insight as well um I want to be respectful of your time and I know that we've gone slightly over what, we, what we'd um, schedule for today, but just, just final question, if I may, and I, I do ask this to everybody that comes on to the, the show. Um, the title of the, the, the podcast is called Influence and uh, Abila, I'd love to know, what does the word influence mean to you? I've been thinking about this while we've been talking and kind of preparing myself for the answer. And then I, I just went, you know what, I'm going to leave it as a guidance and see what comes through. So influence for me is about people getting, and when I say getting, I mean understanding, just what we talked about in terms of books, in terms of the message, you know, being open to receiving it. So influence for me is um, people understanding or receiving the message they need to from me 
whether that's via a podcast, whether there's via a quote or my Instagram or anything that it may be that helps to instigate the change either on a um, physical level or, you know, by them taking action or on a mindset level that helps them move forward with their life. That's what I would put down as influence for me. I love that. Thank you very much. And, and that 100% ties with everything that we've talked about through the, the past, uh, past 45 minutes or so. So yeah, I, I genuinely appreciate that. And thank you for sharing that as well. Um, I've, got, I've got no doubt that there will be many people listening to this who will, will want to connect and get in touch. Um, I, and I've, I've taken, as I say, loads from this. So I'm sure that uh, people will have done as well. Where is the, the best place for them to connect with you where should they find you if they want to uh, get in touch Ambila? uh best way is actually just google my name and then see whatever you're drawn to i i come up in everything you'll find me in google business but my website has everything you would need to know about me and my services i love that that that's full confidence in, in, in what's going to come up isn't it when uh, there's not well, many people that say just google name. me it's a unique name it is you know, yeah. the only other thing you will find that's called ambila is a city in madagascar so amazing amazing have you been there not yet that has I to be on the list so right? i'll be treated as royalty if i do so yeah. i'm looking forward to it <laughs> absolutely absolutely ambila to the to the people of ambila um I love it. Well, thank you so much. So anybody that's listening, uh, if they Google Ambila Nath, A-M-B-I-L-A-N-A-T-H, then they will find um, so much uh, about you uh, across all the various different socials, the different platforms, the website as well. Um, and this, this, you've, you've got, uh, there was something else that you were going to find, share with people about um, identifying their life purpose, which is ultimately, I guess, where you start and a process that you take people through as well. Tell me a little bit about that, how that works and, and where people can go for that. Um, well, everything I kind of do within the coaching is about finding, you know, the person's true purpose, whether that's in their business or whatever. And I've on my wonderful website, I devised a little quiz that gives helps them with that and it's a fun thing everybody loves doing quizzes and finding out more about themselves and their personality so go to my website again uh jake has kindly spelt it out just to add a .com underneath it and um press the button that says take a quiz and then three minutes that's all it takes and then you will find out what your true life purpose is i love it i am i'm on the page right now ambila nath dot com forward slash quiz uh, and that will take anybody listening right now we'll put that link in the show notes as well that will take anybody listening directly to the quiz three minutes to find your life purpose that is extremely powerful uh, and what a great use of three minutes as well um i mean thanks so much for being with us i genuinely appreciate your time we, we have gone over so forgive me um because I, I you may have other things that you need to head off to and i do appreciate your time uh is there anything final that you'd like to say to share um just just before we wrap up today um only things i would basically say to people is just be open to whatever journey you're on and don't compare yourself to others that's a perfect place to leave it thank you so much i greatly appreciate uh what you've taken the time to 
to share with us today and, and for your time. And I'd love to do a, a follow-up session in the future as well. Um, and again, just for anybody listening that would like to connect with Ambila, uh, if you Google Ambila Nath, A-M-B-I-L-A, Nath, N-A-T-H, uh, then she will pop up. And if you go to ambilanath.com forward slash quiz, you can take that quiz uh, in, in under three minutes, find your life purpose. Ambila, thank you so much for being with us. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for your time. Jake, thank you so much for having me. And I'm honoured to be on your 101 episode. That's I'm starting it. the next um, century. That's it. That's it. Well, I have to, I have to say 107. Um, but, if it, if it, it, but even better, to be honest, because my favourite number is seven. So that's even better than 101. And mine. I use it with arrows. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so we've got a good one. Well, thanks so much. I mean, I greatly appreciate it. Um, for everybody listening, I hope this has been uh, truly valuable for you. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, look after yourselves. Stay safe. And we will see you in the next episode. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes. Or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.